Welcome to the Ice Bath Baby Podcast, the show that is the coldest above all others. I'm Doc Martinez, and today is November 22nd, and this is episode 33. This week, I will be talking with Justin Acosta, former Lone Star High School student athletic trainer. After the break, I will recap sports events from last week, so stay with me as I get to these stories and more on Ice Bath Baby. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Eli. We are in the middle of the fall sports season and we want you. Football season is winding down and playoffs are right around the corner and basketball season is cranking up for an exciting season. Come out and support the Bulldogs on the field and on the court. Go to the Bandera Athletics website for schedules, tickets, and more information and find an event to come out and cheer. Let's make it a great sports year for the blue and white. Let's go Bulldogs. All right, so welcome back to the recap portion of the show. So let's talk sports, starting with football. All right, so on Friday, November 17th, uh, the Bulldogs played Ingleside for the area championship. Now that game was held in Pleasanton at Eagle Stadium. The night started out back and forth in the first half, and the boys were down 28-26. Now usually, the dogs come out on fire in the third quarter, but that night was not the night for the boys. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs football season came to a close with a disheartening loss, 63-33. Now, the score is not quite reflective of how the game went. It did get out of hand a little bit, but we had some injuries. Uh, so despite the loss, the Bandera football team finished with a 10-2 record and a bi-district championship under their belt. So since 2007, no other Bandera football team has reached that accolade. So congratulations, boys, on an awesome season. All right, moving on to basketball. The girls had three games to report on, moving into the Thanksgiving break. First, on Tuesday the 14th, the girls played San Antonio Fox Tech at home and came, with it, came away with a victory, 70-36. to On Saturday, the girls had another game against Throckmorton, who last year went three rounds deep in the playoffs. Now, this game was played at the Frost Bank Center, home of the San Antonio Spurs. So Bandera came up short in that game, 39-27, to but it was an exciting game to watch and an even more exciting venue to play at. I mean, who else can say that they've played on the San Antonio Spurs court and shot hoops in those buckets, right? So that was really exciting for the girls to be able to experience that. And it was cool for me sitting on the court side, being there, knowing that the Spurs, because we sat on the Spurs bench, so just knowing that those guys are there and being close to that action, that was just really cool. So that night, um, the girls got to see the Spurs in action against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, and then on Tuesday of the fall break, the girls faced off against Hondo at home and came away with another win, 46-40, to 40, which is big because we all know how Bandera feels about Hondo. So with those three games, the ladies improved their record of 4-2 overall. On the boys' side, they also had three games to report on. First, on Saturday the 18th, the boys went to play San Antonio Fox Tech at Edison High School. The final of that game was 41-38 to in favor of the Buffaloes. On Monday, the 20th, the boys also got to play 
at the Frostbank Center against San Antonio Kennedy. Now this one was really cool as well, just like the girls. However, this night, the Spurs had just installed their new floor for the Fiesta season, and we were the first to play on that court, according to Spurs media. And we also were the first ones to get a win on that court. So we uh, we did play Kennedy, and like I said, it was back and forth at first, but the Bulldogs eventually pulled away for a 44-23 to win. So, again, another exciting morning uh, playing there at the Frost Bank Center, home of the Spurs. Uh, afterwards, the boys got to stay and watch the Spurs take on the Los Angeles Clippers later that night, a game that I also attended and was really cool to see Victor Wimbayama in uh, playing, and uh, it was just really cool just to be in that atmosphere. It's always fun going to the Spurs game. So with not much turnaround, the boys were back in action again on Tuesday, the 21st, against Universal City Randolph at home. Now that was also an early tip-off, and the boys came out on top with a 59-45 to win, and their record now is 2-2 two and two overall. So pretty soon we'll be talking about soccer as both the boys and the girls officially start practice after the fall break on Monday, November 27th, so... If you're a soccer player, make sure you get all your paperwork turned in so you can be out there practicing with the rest of your teammates as well in the afternoon of the 27th. All right, so that does it for the sports update. Now stay with me, and after this short break, you're going to get to hear from Justin. Hey Bulldogs fans, this is Jocelyn. We are in the middle of the fall sports season and we want you. Football is winding down and playoffs are right around the corner and basketball season is cranking up for an exciting season. Come out and support the Bulldogs on the field and on the court. Go to the Bandera Athletic website for schedules, tickets, and more information and find an event to come out and cheer. Let's make it a great sports year for the blue and white. Let's go Bulldogs! All right, everybody. Hey, welcome back uh, to the Ice Bath Baby podcast. Uh, so today I have another one of my former student trainers who's gone on to do bigger and better things. Um, I have Justin with me. Say hello, Justin. How's it going, guys? All right. So Justin was um, one of my first male student trainers over at Lone Star High School. So he holds that distinction a little bit and he actually uh, came down to visit me a couple of weeks ago, um, all the way from Dallas, came down to Bandera and came out to football practice, and um, we had a little good time reminiscing and whatnot, didn't we? We did, we did. I was I was very surprised at uh, the level of football, I guess the, the number of guys that were out there. That was the first thing I noticed coming from a 5A school to, to Bandera was quite the difference. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. I, I Even when I came out, uh, when I came down here in 2018, I was just like, wow, this, this is all we have on opening day. We had like 75 guys total, and that was freshmen through J, uh, varsity. And uh, wow. I was like, man, that's what we carried, that's what we carried on varsity <laughs> at Lone Star, <laughs> right? So, it was different, for yeah, sure different. Yeah, it's definitely different. We're a small 4A, so we're in the 4A Division two class and, um, uh, but anyway, it, it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun for sure. So 
All right, Justin, um, why don't you tell us what years or when you were a student of mine? What, what Do you remember the years that you were there? Yeah, I think I was at uh, Lone Star from 2012 to 2015. Yeah. So freshman year to uh, senior year. And then I, I was with you um, for the lot, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I believe. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and um, I remember you. You uh, now you played sports too, didn't you? Yeah, I was a baseball player. So when I wasn't uh, in season, I was with you with either football or basketball. Um, and then yeah, I played baseball in the spring. Yeah. So what prompted you to come out and want to be a student trainer? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, I've always wanted to be, I guess, in the medical field. Uh, I think one of my goals when. I finished college. I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. That was, you know, the big lofty goal that I had. Yeah. And I, you know, I needed. I know the classes that I needed to take, so I took kinesiology and medical terminology and health science and all these classes that you taught. And uh, obviously, there's trainers on the football field, and I was like, well, I love football. Like, why don't I try that? So I think there were applications at one point during my sophomore year, maybe end of my freshman year, to uh, to join the team. Yeah, and then I think I did had to do a couple interviews with you, which those like my first interviews I've ever done in my entire life at that point. <laughs> it was really, it was really nerve wracking. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to start. Was I needed to be sort of in the sports field to do orthopedic surgery because I wanted to be a for the you know for sports. Yeah. Um. So I needed. I was where I wanted to start. Cool. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the interview because everybody always is so like nervous about the interview even now mm-hmm. like even this is past year when i was doing interviews in april everybody was just like do, do i need to dress up what's it going to be like uh, you know is it just <laughs> me and you and I, all these questions i was like it'll be fine you'll be okay don't worry about it but yeah it was, <laughs> everybody always the interview always gets everybody all right well cool deal so hey um so where did you once you graduated lone star where'd you go to college at so I graduated Lone Star with a baseball scholarship to go to Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Um, so I was there for two years. Um, I was studying biology to mm-hmm. go into orthopedic surgery. And as you know, in the health field, if you're studying such a difficult um, subject matter and playing sports at the same time, it's very difficult yeah. to do both. It's it's rifle justice. Yeah. Um, so my grades kind of wavered a little bit and I was always instilled when I was a kid to finish school, mm-hmm. you know, get a degree. So I figured at some point baseball is going to end. I'm not the biggest guy on the field. So why not just call this it and continue, you know, a school back home at UNT yeah. university of North Texas um, and, and finish my degree. So when I transferred home, I was actually behind a little bit um, because of the Christian courses that I took at Oklahoma Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, God willing, we were able to kind of finagle the the system a little bit and get some classes realigned and was able to graduate on time, which is really nice. Good deal. What degree did you yeah. graduate uh, graduate with? I finished with the biology degree, so I still have that. And All right. uh, you know, the age old saying, you know, do you use your degree or the age old question, do you use your degree? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've told people that before. I said, man, it's crazy how many people go to college, get a degree, but then they don't even work. They were, they're working outside their degree, but you know, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But it's just like finishing, you know, finishing something you're able yeah. to show, you know, your future employers for sure. you did something and you're able to finish and that you can be trusted to finish, you know, tasks and projects. Oh yeah, for sure. 
All right, so so then what is your current profession and how long you've been doing it? So currently my title is a sales account manager. So I work for a Japanese company um, in the industrial parts uh, industry. Mm-hmm. So we kind of essentially make metal components for everything that you see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been here for a year, but I've been in sales since I graduated college. So once I graduated from UNT, I wanted to start making some money. My dad's been in the sales world since I was born. So it's something that it's easily, uh, you're able to, easily able to make money in. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do and start my life. So I've been doing it for like five years now. All right. Good deal. Um, so did you have to do, since you had a biology, a biology degree, did you have to do any other kind of training for that job? Or was it primarily like on the job training or did you have to go to classes or something? So it was a little bit of both. Uh, my first job out of college was with a uh, hotel software management company, and they provided like a four-week um, sales enablement. Is what they called it. So allow you to like product knowledge and how to you know cold call and do all those things. So that was kind of like my first, I guess, foot in the water with sales. And then throughout the my next few jobs, I you know was popped on LinkedIn. And wanted to be really good at this job so i did linkedin learning a lot yeah. and we actually one of my jobs actually paid for us to do a sales course which was like three thousand oh, wow. dollars which i'm super grateful super grateful for that, that she paid for that yeah um because i was able to kind of like see some different methodology from what i've done in the past and kind of see how other people are doing it and what's worked for them and you know how to build relationships in the business world how to talk to different executives you know, how to do, you know, simple day-to-day tasks to stay on, on, on top of your work. Uh, because in the sales world, depending on what you do and how many, ter- you know, how big your territory is or what your product is, like, it can get very convoluted. Um, and you can kind of get, you know, your inbox can get very bogged down and lengthy. And, yeah. you know, you start lose, losing track of time throughout the day. And, you know, before you know it, you're, you know, Monday's task that pushed to Wednesday uh, oh, yeah. because you're so behind. So learning all of that was really cool. Um, and it's kind of led to the success that I have currently. That's good. That's a good deal. Um, so I kind of think I know the answer to this next, my next question that I'm going to ask you, but what do you, what's the best part of your job? Traveling. Yeah, that's For what I sure. figured. <laughs> For sure. I, and I, I think I told you this when I was in Bandera, like my dad, when I was growing up, always traveled and was always going to the airports and flying on planes and you know, we'd go on vacation and that, that was my favorite part was like being in the airport and being on an airplane, yeah. you know, hearing the captain talk and whatnot. So like yeah. now, you know, however old I am now, it's the same deal. Like, yeah, I feel like a little kid all the time going to the airport right. and being able to now take like take my wife to the airport and like she's got, you know, this faith and trust in me that I'm going to get us to the right spot and that she doesn't even have to worry about it. Like, that's really cool to me. Yeah. So I, I when I was young, my dad used to take me to the airport and uh or he we used to go to the edge of the highway where the runaway was and we would mm. we would stand out there and watch the planes fly over uh oh yeah and, yeah and i always had a blast doing that you know and and uh, i like flying too i don't do it as much as i would like but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's, it's kind of like you said i when i when i do it it's like i'm a little kid i'm like yeah let's go you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just really cool so no it's awesome and it's like now you know that i fly so much i've got this status with american airlines that i I get on the quote unquote upgrade list. Like I feel uh, entitled is a terrible word word to use, but I just kind of like, you know, the work that I get to put in and the benefit of, you know, the, 
the lack of uh what's the word i'm looking for like the lack of merit or yeah. the lack of uh success that i had in previous roles mm-hmm. like all that work that i got to put in and stuck through it like i'm now like reaping that reward because of all that hard work so yeah i get very blessed sometimes you know to get upgraded to first class and i feel like my dad you know when he gets <laughs> to do all that stuff too it's, my, i talk to my wife about that all the time it's like you know you like who's your role model right like that was a question we had the other day. We do these table topics, you know, once a week on at dinner time. And yeah. that question came up by who's your role model? I was like, it's my dad. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, like 100%. Because, you know, the work ethic and the success that he has has just been instilled in me. And I, I, yeah. I want to make him proud. Uh, I want to make my wife proud, of course. But, you know, making my dad proud is something that, you know, I will cherish forever. Yeah. And and I know, I remember your dad and, and he was, you know, he supported you in a lot of the things that you did. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, he was kind of that driving force behind, uh, you know, making you a good student and, and which is, you know, vital to the success you have now. And so, yeah, For sure. wh- why not? Yeah, I, I agree. That's awesome. Um, yeah. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit now and think back to your years uh, at Lone Star. So what are we okay. like six, seven, eight years now? <laughs> All right. Uh, so maybe more than that. Eight, <laughs> I think it's eight years since I graduated. So probably right. yeah, eight, nine, ten years. <laughs> All right. So from eight to the next 12 years ago, um, <laughs> what do you think was uh, your most memorable injury experience that you had as a student athletic trainer, either handling something by yourself or being on the field with me for something? Um, so I'll go with two, uh, if we have time for two. Yeah, yeah. The, the, J, it was a JV football game from, it was Van Alstein against Lone Star at, at home. And I think you were covering volleyball yeah. at the time. And, uh, I was outside by myself and there was an injury that one of the Van Alstein kids got tackled towards the end zone, kind of like at the knee area. So I ran over and you know, thank God that, you know, you had done all these tests with us and educated us on all these um, different things to do when, when things go uh, awry. Yeah. So this kid got hit and he was complaining about his knee popped and he was, you know, in pain in that area. So laid him on his back and we did an ACL test and it was like a floppy wet noodle, essentially. Oh, yeah. So I knew his ACL was gone. So I was like, okay, so let's just get him up. Let's get him over to the bench. Um, and then I did, you know, MCL, LCL tests and those were also not... Uh, they didn't have any integrity in your war. Mm-hmm. So we decided to just put some ice bags um, underneath to support the knee area because he couldn't support it himself. Um, and then I think you had come over um, and told him to uh, come to the varsity football game the next day to see our team dogs. And they just confirmed essentially all of that. Yeah, That was pretty cool to kind of like put it on my shoulders and have some responsibility in that and be able to kind of diagnose it the right way and, and still treat it the right way, which is cool. And yeah. I get helping, helping kids and helping people at the time is was something that I didn't know I was interested in. And now knowing that that's something that's a part of my passion and my purpose, mm-hmm. uh, I can see how, where, you know, where that started. And then the other one where well, I was with you covering um, the girls basketball and that team was phenomenally good. And I think we were robbed of state championships year after year <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. some of the, uh, the, you know, the third team that we play at the same time. Yeah. What um, was uh, uh, one of our, our taller basketball girls, she had in, went to play, I think division one basketball, but, she had a shoulder injury that she mm. always re-injured every time she went up for a rebound. I know who you're talking about. One of the about, times, yeah. yeah, yeah, I won't say any names. She, yeah. she listens. She knows. She knows who she is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she had went up for a rebound and her shoulder dislocated. And just watching you interact with her because she's a very, uh, I want to say dramatic, but a very animated person. 
and watching you interact with her and helping her deal with that, I was able to do so like at practice time if you weren't able to be there at practice. Because yeah. you know, being the manager and trainer for them, I was able to help pop her injuries back into place. I would travel with them or whatnot. So that was her those are two pretty cool ones that I you know always tell stories about. Yeah. That's really cool. So that second one, um, I think she is actually a physical therapist now. And uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm friends with her on Facebook, and I think she's a physical therapist. I'm pretty sure she's finished with her degree and everything. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, especially, which is really good for, like, you know, she had, you know, that recurring shoulder dislocation. Because it happened more than once, remember? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now that she, you know, kind of steered her, I think that kind of helped steer, steer her career, you know, like where she wanted to go, her pathway. And uh, right. that was really cool. Um and then on that first one you were talking about, I do remember all that. And the reason I had them come to the varsity football game the next night is because Van Alstein was a really small school. They were a little bit smaller than us at the time. And they didn't have a team physician that uh, would look at injuries and things uh, like that, like we did. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was just like, well, just come on out. If you're going to be there watching the game, come on and, and, you know, get some free medical care, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, that's kind of the, you know, one of the things I miss um, about Lone Star that I do not have at Bandera is a, a physician who come would come out to the school, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. we always had a, a physician that was coming out once a week um, to the school to assess injuries and stuff during football season. And outside of football season, I think he'd come like once every two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of I miss that, but it's, uh, you know, it's still, you know, I still have easy access um, but being in Bandera that we're so, we're so remote, you know, sometimes that easy access is about a 30 minute drive. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right, well, cool. Um, all right. So, um, I know we had some really good times, uh, at Lone Star. Mm-hmm. We, we were a big family, just like I am here with Bandera with my kids and we have a great time too. Always something funny happening, always, you know, laughing at something or, making a joke about something. Can you recall something just stuck out in your head that was just, man, I'm never going to forget this. Some kind of a funny story or something that you want to share that you, uh, during your uh, time as a student athlete trainer. I've thought a lot about this since you sent the questions. Yeah. And what I, what I could come up with is really all the times that the girls on the team would essentially annoy the heck out of you in your office yeah and like we'd be in the training room and the football players and the girls would you know you know jack around or whatnot or you know yeah. mess around in the training room and like you're just like get out like give me my space back and you close the door a couple <laughs> times here and there like just you know the girls would you know sit at the stim units and do all that stuff and like you just kind of show yourself in the office yeah because you know all that stuff but i think that's kind of like just something that you talk about family, right? Like, yeah, we do that, you know, at any time with the people that we work with or, you know, family at home, but we really, we really were a family and like, you know, nothing bad ever happened. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. All, any, you know, went down like that. But it was just those little, little stories. Like they kind of, you just take with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you know, those little moments where you're just like, huh, you kind of chuckle about that, you know, 20 years from now. Oh yeah, for sure. And every now and then, so, you know, I'll remember something and it's hard to recall stuff like that, you know, even when prompted, like given, you know, like, mm-hmm. like we said, you know, I've given you some things to think about ahead of time, but it's still hard 
to because there's so many and it's hard to pinpoint just one. And it's like you said, because as a family, you have those good moments just about every day. And, you know, some, yeah. of, like I said, some of them are just, you know, funnier than others. But, you know, occasionally there's just one that sticks out in somebody's head and it's like, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, now, now thinking about it again, like being the only, you know, guy on the team, I was, you know, able to go in the locker rooms yeah. for the football squad, you know, the girls couldn't go. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to kind of see like the behind the scenes of like halftime or pregame prep yeah. for like Coach Rayburn or, uh, Coach Phillip back in the day, like, uh, you know, him yelling at the guys or, you know, to get their head out of their butt or you know, whatever, whatever the case is for that day, like. Just being able to see that behind the scenes yeah. was really cool. Um, some of it was funny because, like, I like I know what he's talking about, and like he's yelling and his veins got you know coming out of his forehead. <laughs> so like, I'll, I'll remember that also for the rest of my life. But it's just, and now I see you know Coach Rayburn or his family now uh, out and about, and like, hey Jeff, you know how's it going? And it's just you know, this 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 awkward thing because like he yeah. doesn't like, like being called Jeff at all. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I I rarely called him Jeff, um, you know, because mm-hmm. I was it was always Coach Rayburn, and uh, sometimes when I would say Jeff, I, I wouldn't say Jeff, I'd say Jefe, and uh, yeah, because <laughs> you know Jefe in, in Spanish is like chief or boss, right? And mm-hmm. but J E F F is like is like Jefe, right? <laughs> so, yep. But uh, he would uh, he would just look at me sometimes and scowl sometimes, but yeah, I hardly ever called right. him called him that. That's funny. Um, all right, so is there any advice that you'd want to give to somebody that's wanting to maybe be in your profession? Okay, this is going to be a double-ended question, right? In your profession, okay. maybe doing some kind of sales work, um, you know, like with industrial parts, like you're saying, or maybe somebody who's contemplating, you know, I think I want to be a student athletic trainer, but I'm not quite sure. Hit me, yeah. for, hit me first with your line of work first. Okay, so it's sales job. Um, you have to be willing to hear no a lot. Um, it's a it's a job where you're going to hear a lot of no's more than you hear a lot of yeses. Yeah. And the motto that I live by or work by really is that next that no is you know one step closer to your next yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of the driving factor for me. You know, continue to pick up the phone or you know type another email that may just seem very you know futile or you know aimlessly throwing stuff at a wall and hope it sticks, but it's, you know, you're one step closer. Um, there's a lot of resiliency that you have to have in this job, but if you have that and you can get past, you know, the first few infant stages of learning how to do it, it's super rewarding. Yeah. Um, I think you learn a lot in your first few jobs and you kind of, you know, learn to pick out a couple of things here and there with different roles. Um, and then you kind of get molded into, you know, the, the rest of your career type of person. Yeah. Uh, I don't think my I'm the same, you know, sales guy as I was in my first job, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm the same sales guy as I'll be in my eighth job. Yeah. But you know, you're always constantly growing and learning, and if you continue wanting to do that, then you're going to be successful in whatever you know avenue you choose. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think that's just important in any profession, really. Is and some people don't want to do that, but continually learning. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. always doing picking up that book reading that report you know yep. attending a seminar you know looking at some online training like you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. you you have to if you want i mean even as an athletic trainer that's i have to you know to yeah. just to stay up with everything current yeah there's always something to learn yeah and then uh 
you know, if you looking, if you're looking and, and thinking about being an athletic trainer, I think it's, you know, hands down the best uh, way to get in the game if you're not somebody that can play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can go for anything, you know, male, female, whatever. Uh, I think it's super rewarding because you get to help these other kids, I mean, your peers, um, you know, get healthy. And you build start to build relationships with these, you know, athletes that is really like a bond like no other. Like, I still have some of my best friends from high school I still talk to to this day that play football. Yeah. Um, and then we can, you know, we can talk about all those different things that we said in the locker room or the ankle that I take for them or, you know, what have you just do it like just mm-hmm. sign up for that interview and that and you know fill out that application and do it because you're going to learn skills that maybe you may never need you know again maybe you are continuing you know and you go to be an athletic trainer or you go be a dpt or maybe you continue on and go be an md or an od or whatever yeah um but like you know it's something that i literally have taken for the rest of my life like when i came down and seen bandera like it's taping an ankle I never thought I'd do again once I graduated yeah but we had a competition you know so it's like <laughs> it's just something you know it's just life skills that that you have and again you get to build relationships with people that you get to have for the rest of your life like I think you know working with you I knew from you know our years together that you know we had a cool bond and we were you know going to be friends past mm-hmm. high school and past past my college um years and now we get to, you know, hop on a podcast or I get to come visit you. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that literally I will cherish forever because I took that leap of faith and decided to do an interview for for something I didn't know what, what entailed. So it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. And let me tell you what, you coming out, reaching out to me and 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 taking the time out of your, you know, day and work schedule and stuff to drive out there the forty five minutes from San Antonio to mm-hmm. uh, Bandera. And then hanging out there talking, it was it meant so much to me, like for real. Like I always tell people, mm. my one word in education has always been relationships, and I'm a big mm-hmm. relationship builder. And when people like you reach out and and come back and say hi or do that stuff, and then we got to do that little friendly, hey, let's have a little taping competition and yeah. film, and videotape it, put it on TikTok, all that good stuff, right? That that mm-hmm. means so much to me. Uh, because it, it just shows like sometimes, you know, is as an educator, you always have that thought, like, am I making an impact on anybody? Right. And when things like that happen, like with you coming down and visiting and saying hi and all that, taking your time out, that, mm-hmm. that makes it worthwhile, you know? So I really, yeah, really sure. appreciate you coming down to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, talking with Corwin back at Lutzer, who's AT there now, yeah. you know, we just tell stories about you all the time from <laughs> his days and from my days. And it's just like you said, like relationships, like yeah. good people, you know, attract good people. And I've lived like that since, you know, I could really think for myself. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's nice to have, you know, teachers that made an impact on you and, you know, you get to go visit, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later. And, you know, maybe one day, you know, you get to see my grandkids, uh, which would be, which would be really cool. Yeah, that would be cool, man. That would be cool. Keep me up to date. You've been married now for how long? Three years, a little three over years. three years. All right, yeah. well, enjoy that a little bit more before you start to have kids, <laughs> right? Do a little bit more travel. Yeah, for sure. Once you have that kid, man, it, it's like an anchor. <laughs> so, I'm not going to tell Adrian that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, well, I was married seven years before we had Adrian, so we we had uh, mm-hmm. we had our, our our fun and and got to do what we wanted to do, and 
Uh, like I said, it, life changes when you have a kid, but you know, I want that for, sure. for I want that for you. And uh, yeah. I want your dad to become a grandpa because I uh, um, I became a grandpa through my marriage, and uh, man, it's it's one mm-hmm. of the best things. And so uh, it's really cool. Uh, so that is awesome. All right, Justin. Well, hey, man, thanks for taking time out. I know you're at the airport right now, right? And you're getting ready to fly yeah, out somewhere. <laughs> heading to Nebraska now. <laughs> oh man. All right. Oh, you know what we did talk about that we talked about real quick, but you know when we were talking about the traveling, Japan. You got to go to Japan, dude. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a whirlwind of an experience. Like it's never been on my bucket list to go to anywhere in Asia, really. Yeah. But my boss um, called me one day, like two weeks before we left, and was like, "Hey, if there's opportunity to go, would you want to go?" I was like, "Yes, like free, <laughs> you know, international trip, like a hundred percent." Yeah. So it was really cool. Like we were there for eight days and spent a lot of time eating good food, meeting good people, and uh, now I'm actually going to meet one of those guys that I met in Japan in Nebraska again. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we have friends now on the other side of the world. Like that's super, cool. super cool. You know, doing the work that we do, that's just, you know, a byproduct of the relationships that we got to build. So yeah. it was a it was a great experience. Awesome. Hey, well, once again, like I said, thanks for taking time out. I know you're fixing to catch on to hop on a flight here in a little bit. So safe travels. And uh next time you're in San Antonio, be sure to give me a call. Let's go have dinner again. For sure. It was really fun. Uh, having you meet my wife and stuff and, and, and just going out and reminiscing and things. So, um, yeah, thanks again and safe travels. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Eli. We are in the middle of the fall sports season, and we want you. Football season is winding down, and playoffs are right around the corner, and basketball season is cranking up for an exciting season. Come out and support the Bulldogs on the field and on the court. Go to the Bandera Athletics website for schedules, tickets, and more information, and find an event to come out and cheer. Let's make it a great sports year for the blue and white. Let's go, Bulldogs. All right, so once again, thank you, Justin, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. It's always great to hear from former students. Uh, Next week, I'll be back with more info and some news, and my featured guest will be Coach Carruthers, our head girls basketball coach, and we'll get his outlook on how the season has progressed so far and what to expect the rest of the season. All right, so thank you so much for listening to Ice Bath Baby. Be sure to leave me a rating Uh, in your podcast app wherever you're listening and be sure to follow me on social media tiktok instagram twitter facebook and youtube all those links can be found in the show notes my podcast music trailer sports stylish by anton vlasov and rockstar trailer by light saturation can be found on pixabay.com please visit pixabay for all your commercial free music that's pixabay p-i-x-a-b-a-y.com You've been listening to Doc Martinez and the Ice Bath Baby Podcast. As always, be safe out there and when in doubt, put that in an ice bath, baby.